Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is brought to you by Lossico. So today we have two articles for our discussion both are from today's newspaper itself there was nothing great from the Saturday newspaper. So the first article is from the Hindu which is titled as Empathy through Education. So this article talks about the new plan or the new system of education or a part of the new education that has been introduced by the new education policy which is the social empathy uh, learning. So what basically this is and how is it important in the current system of education will be discussed here. The second article is from the Indian Express which is titled as City to Recover. So this talks about the ideal way of urbanization and how in a more sustainable manner we can become more urbanized and have better infrastructures in the coming times. This newspaper analysis is presented by me. My name is Sheva Khan. I am a law graduate from Uttaranchal University and I have completed my degree with a gold medal in my batch. I also have been a national debater and a public speaker and here at Lossico I am working as the manager for current affairs vertical. If you wish to connect with me you can find me on my Twitter as well as LinkedIn handles. The links to both are available in the description box below. So let's quickly start a discussion for the first article of the day which talks about empathy through education. So the National Education Policy 2020 focuses on social emotional learning which develops empathy. Now, Two concepts many a times are confused and these are sympathy versus empathy. In the following discussion, I will be giving you a very subtle example through which you will be able to clearly understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. So basically the national education policy has envisaged or it put, puts forward the learning through social emotional or the social empathy learning which actually teaches empathy. So the social emotional learning aims to improve communication, collaboration, critical thinking and creativity for a better social and emotional experience. Now before we move further, let's understand the difference between sympathy and empathy and what empathy is in particular. So when we talk about these two terms sympathy versus the empathy, just imagine a situation in your head exactly what I'm going to tell you. You're walking on the street, it's a very very cold winter night and you look at a very old man who is shivering because of cold. Now this man does not really have proper clothes, a proper house, has not even eaten much in a lot of days and does not even have any language to cover himself. Now in this situation, there could be two feelings. Now primarily when we're talking about empathy versus sympathy, there could be hundreds of other kinds of feelings when a person might come across. But here when we talk about these, so we as a person could either sympathize to him or we could empathize to him. Now, when I say that I'm sympathizing to this person, what all would come to my mind would be that, oh God, this is such a poor man and may God bless him and may everything just go fine with him, right? Now, that is a situation when I actually showed sympathy to him. But if at all I'm empathizing to this person, then I would actually be able to feel the pain that this person is going through. Now, obviously, practically and, you know, in the real sense, it is not possible. But that actually how empathizing is that you actually can step into someone else's boots and you understand what actually they are going through. Now, when you talk about such things, there are better outcomes when we empathize with people. See, mere sympathy cannot change the world, right? We can sympathize with someone else. But what are we actually doing to make him uh, or give him uh, some better situation? 
mostly nothing but when we empathize the pain is so grave that we actually tend to do something so if at all you have seen that if a person comes and you know gives a blanket to this person gives a jacket or food to this person this person is said to empathize rather than just sympathize so i hope that you are understanding that action is more of a more possible outcome when we are sympathize when we are empathizing sorry and not sympathizing sympathizing is merely in the head empathizing is sympathy plus added with the action so that is why when we talk about that empathy is very important so definitely when it comes to society people empathize like a very very good example of this is lord buddha because earlier he himself was a prince but he empathized so much with the grief grievances of the society that he actually walked on the streets and did so much for the social cause now that is how we say that in the education system it is very much important to bring in the culture of social emotional learning so that we understand we learn the emotions we learn their gravity and we develop empathy. empathy within ourselves so let's understand about the issues with the social emotional learning firstly the pandemic has brought unprecedented challenges for the social emotional learning like how the schools basically they have reduced the human interaction now of course we need to interact with people like for example definitely a movie or a, you know a very emotional scene might make us quite emotional but it is nothing as compared to a scene that we see with our real eyes so definitely increased human interaction is very much necessary for the social emotional learning which unfortunately has decreased a lot due to the pandemic then there has been insignificant collaborative learning which used to take place in the schools and colleges and if we look at the positive notes so parents were actually able to spend more time with their children and understand their interests and problems as well so yes somehow it has compensated but if we talk about society at large then definitely it has hampered a lot so if we talk about the way forward so the social emotional learning practices should be first made uh, based on the socio economic conditions of the students yes of course to what kind of family do they belong what kind of issues do they have and stuff like that second the social emotional learning practices need to streamline the efforts of the caretakers and the educators they should always be based on the scientific models so that it's not like you know just randomly we are just beating around the bush but we should have proper method of moving into the direction and looking at is at it as a sustainable development goal the quality of education now as we know that sdg number 4 is quality education and definitely we should envisage bringing social emotional learning also under the purview of the quality education which should be imparted and should be made equitable in uh, to all the people in the society and the individual efforts also have to be made for better enactment of the sel that is the social emotional learning guidelines for example the families they should actually you know take their children to uh, orphanages to uh, child cares to uh, you know old age homes and stuff so that they can actually look at the people and what kind of people what kind of problems are they facing so that actually will inculcate the emotion of empathy amongst the children with this let's discuss the second article for the day which talks about city to recover the urbanization earned a bad name as the infection hotspots and undesirable technological monsters now as we know in the in the time of this covid pandemic as well it was very much evident that the impact of covid was greater in the cities because obviously they are so congested and they the, everything is so closely related so everything you beat the infrastructure the roads the transportation all of them are so much overcrowded that it is technically impossible to you know follow this physical distancing norm in such a situation the cities have been given names like you know infection hotspots and even undesirable technological monsters 
so also there has been a mass opinion in this regard that the cities are hostile to immigrants now paying the price and now they are actually they all the immigrants who actually came here for growth development job and better opportunities are now actually paying the price specifically in the wake of covid-19 so let's understand that what are the challenges leading to bad urbanization so the mass migration of men to the cities leaving women behind now here not only a problem of gender equity exists but also the problem of you know a uh, family imbalance can also be seen here over here because most of the times men from the villages they move to the cities in search of better uh, you know uh, opportunities and jobs and the women they stay back in the villages to look after their agricultural lands children etc so also we have the lack of proper law like the abysmal lack of funds and scalable infrastructure now obviously people are moving and moving and moving in but do we even have proper laws to regulate them to regulate their movement to regulate you know based in very general thing let's consider the example of ration cards so when now we have the digital ration cards we have the one nation one ration card theory through which it would be possible for the people to you know use their uh, aadhar card and their ration card throughout the country but earlier that was not the situation and this created another kind of ruckus so were we even prepared by the means of law to intake uh, such number of people definitely we were not and that is why such you know chaos was actually created in the cities third irregularities in budget spending so rupees 40 lakh crore was allotted across 28 states and only 3.7 lakh crore was spent so this is a big problem firstly there is an issue that we do not have an adequate budget now even if we have whatever amount of money in the hand it is not adequately spent on the right causes this ultimately causes a lot of lag in the resources that are actually required in the society to cater so many people fourthly the existence of central and state rural and urban ministries distorts policy implementation so what happens is that we do not really have proper rural and urban ministries due to which you know even if we have them they are not functioning properly the demarcation is not clear the power you know is not divided very equitably due to which a lot of ruckus is created over here as well and fifthly empowering the local governments is still a long way to go with the structure fixed from a colonia uh, so we have to understand this as well so basically we need to empower the local governments so panchayati raj institutions the municipalities be it in the urban or the rural areas it is very very important that we empower the local governments and we give them not only the right to take decisions but also the right amount of funds as well also the article mentions that there are some signs of good urbanization so firstly delivering economic justice to women children and dalits so it's not like that we are just economically we are flourishing but socially and culturally culturally we are totally unsound so definitely we should be able to give economic justice to women children and dalits as well we should be able to provide better health services and education facilities there should be entrance exams and that are because uh, you know currently a lot of entrance exams are english dominated due to which a lot of people from the rural areas or from the hindi background or other regional language background they cannot take these exams and definitely they are left out from their opportunity to education as well so definitely health services and education facilities should also be equitably provided and finally getting other infrastructure like power funds better infrastructure to the city like roads lights cameras etc so all of these things are also ultimately important for a better standard of living now a question might come to your mind that what if we just cut down the system of urbanization and we live exactly where we are see in today's world it is not practically feasible and even not possible what will happen is that the institutions that boost per capita incomes will drastically fall like for example there are a lot of industries job opportunities offices all of these now just imagine that we just shut them down completely 
can you imagine that what load will come on the employment and even on the economy that the country has so definitely it will drastically fall next many many villages lack infrastructure rule of law and scalable access to riches and that is why these cities actually cater to a lot of opportunities for the people so not unless we have our villages also that can produce or provide with these facilities it is not really feasible that we cut down the urbanization as well and finally the metric of measuring life at mega city is 30 times commute time ideally so tokyo adheres this to one third of japan's population so basically this also you know is a very important thing and all we can do is that we can make the city life better safer and even you know endowed with better infrastructure so that was all for the day thank you so much for joining in uh, if you wish to listen to the podcast of this very discussion you can go and subscribe to our channels on spotify google anchor as well as apple podcast also if you wish to download the pdf of today's slides you can join a telegram channel the link is in the description box or you can scan the qr code that you can see on your screens also for other crisp and exam oriented content do not forget to follow us on our instagram channels for law seeko judiciary clat prep ugc net and with the new edition of course with law seeko law finance as well thank you so much Thank you.